You're smart. Your TV is smart. That's why you cut the cord. But you need one more thing. Alaska's news source. Watch live or when it's convenient for you. Here's how. Just search Alaska's news source on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, or Android TV. Install and enjoy. It's completely free and has everything you need in one spot. Breaking news. Statewide weather. In-depth investigations. Start streaming Alaska's news source live today. With dire predictions about school funding, we get an update from lawmakers on where the negotiations stand in Juneau. Plus, happening tonight, the Anchorage School Board discusses the proposed budget and its cuts. Temperatures are warming and more snow is in the forecast. I'll let you know what to expect where you are. And the prosecution in the Brian Smith case says the accused murderer played a cat and mouse game with one victim. Smith's attorney says his client's supposed confession was the result of police badgering a tired man. We'll have details of today's opening statements in the case. You're watching Alaska's News Source. Good evening, everyone. Tonight, with the Juno debate well underway about how much per student money each school district will receive, the Anchorage School District has released next year's proposed budget. As educators have predicted to lawmakers among ASD's proposed cuts, bigger class sizes, and fewer teachers. We have team coverage tonight, beginning with Lauren Maxwell, live where the Anchorage School Board meeting is just starting at district headquarters. Lauren? And Mike, those proposed cuts that you just mentioned are some of the ways that the district is proposing to deal with a budget deficit that's estimated at nearly $100 million, a lot of money. Another thing that the district is proposing is to take out $70 million from a special savings account that's usually reserved for emergencies like earthquakes. Superintendent Jarrett Bryant said he wanted people to know that nearly draining that account is actually a big deal, not just for this year, but possibly years to come. These cuts are understandably very alarming to our families and we need to discuss and deliberate them accordingly. But with that said, looking forward to FY26 and FY27, which is my job and my duty, um, we're not going to have those $70 million to lean on. And things will be exponentially worse unless we take action on our recurring expenditures if revenue remains stagnant. And one of the other things that they're discussing tonight is the Ignite program. Mike, that's a program for gifted elementary students. They're proposing some big changes to that that probably will not make parents happy. So, Lauren, how does the uh, school district say that we got to this point? Well, you know, they say it's a combination of things, you know, inflation and rising costs, lower enrollment, but mostly they say it's the flat funding from Juno, from the state. And of course, as you know, there's a big push to try and get more money from the state. Mike, back to you. All right, thanks, Lauren. And those school budget concerns spilling into the state capitol this week, educators are predicting dire consequences if the student funding formula is not increased. Our political reporter, Steve Kirch, continues our team coverage tonight from Juno. Per student funding remains a focus point. We heard from both sides Tuesday after Monday's joint meeting where both House and Senate lawmakers weighed in. Senator Loki Tobin indicating that the House majority's sweeping education bill could face more than 70 amendments. It was very emotional testimony from educators across the state Monday, saying that if the base student allocation or BSA is not increased, 
Similar types of education cuts Angrich is talking about could be seen statewide in other districts. The difference is acknowledged during news conferences Tuesday. The House Majority Bill, including proposing a $300 BSA increase, has stalled for about 20 days, with other lawmakers, including some in the Senate Majority, siding with educators who want a more than $1,400 BSA increase. Uh, we are still negotiating with all parties, I believe. Uh, we obviously know that uh, education is important. We've heard that from you know, a lot of very people. And uh, there will be a, a acknowledging words of BSA increase. I appreciate what that might be and what associate policy might have to come forward with that. Um, but we're looking forward to um, finding out where the House is right now. We just we simply don't know. We were zero. Uh, we've heard uh, be higher numbers than that. We've heard half of that. So, you know, this is a, a process of um, compromise and negotiations uh, with the other body. And we're just you know, very anxious uh, to hear what they come up with. Uh. Now, speaking of the comprehensive education bill, educators have warned the lawmakers that if the BSA is not increased and the Anchorage School Board has weighed in on this, it could lead to staffing issues and programs being cut from schools. Reporting from Juno, Steve Kirch, Alaska's News Source. All right, turning out of the weather situation, let's take a live look outside this evening. Temperatures are warming up and uh, things are staying dry, but clouds are beginning to roll in tonight. Let's get a look at the forecast now for Melissa Frog. Yeah, Mike, did you see how there's just a little bit of daylight remaining? We're seeing, of course, about five minutes of extra daylight uh, with each day, but those clouds rolling in tonight blocking that sunset. That's part of a much larger storm system that is bringing more extreme conditions to the western side of the state. Temperatures, though, yeah, they're nice and mild, sitting in those mid to upper teens, currently 18 on the west side of town, 15 in Eagle River. Now, a few weeks ago, this might have felt cold, but uh, after seeing temperatures well below zero for so long, yeah, this definitely feels warm at this point. Seeing those teens and 20s into the valley, low to mid-20s on the Kenai Peninsula as well. And again, seeing those clouds extending here from the west, this is part of that storm system that's out over the Bering Sea. That area of low pressure bringing snow and even some mixed precipitation to those of you uh, from Bristol Bay all the way up into the YK Delta region. And this is all spreading north. High winds and heavy snow likely from the Yukon Delta up into the Bering Strait. Now those clouds are going to continue to push across south central but we won't see those bigger impacts here. Chances for a few light snow showers locally out west, though, still dealing with those high winds and blowing snow heading into tomorrow. Temperature-wise, tonight we will fall back into those mid-teens overnight. Again, chances for a little light snow as that front pushes through the area. But then we'll see a return to just broken cloud cover by Wednesday afternoon and high temperatures getting back into the mid to upper 20s. We'll have a closer look on how much snow you should expect where you are and what the rest of the week looks like here in just a few minutes. All right, we'll see you then, Melissa. Thanks. Be sure to download the Alaska's Weather Source app to stay connected. There you can find the latest forecast and weather headlines. You can find the app in the App Store on your phone or tablet. And with more snow on the way and all that snow weight on many residential roofs, we wanted to be clear about what the Muni of Anchorage is recommending now about clearing that off. The city says people should consider having the snow removed to reduce the weight, but says there's not an answer that applies to every building. But if you see things like a sagging roof or ice jams near or hear strange noises, or your doors and windows now easily stick or jam, the city says you should get the snow removed as soon as possible. If you're doing the work yourself, the city says it's important to leave a few inches of snow on the roof to protect it and be mindful of vents, exhaust outlets, and other obstacles on the roof. It also says to take precautions to avoid falling off your roof. 
If you're concerned about doing that, you can call the city engineer or a snow removal company to check out your property. Well, investigators with the NTSB released a preliminary report today after a door plug blew off an Alaska Airlines flight in January. According to that report, bolts appeared to have been missing from the door plug at the time of the mid-air blowout. A photo in the report showed three of four bolts missing. They would have prevented the panel from moving. The location of the fourth bolt could not be seen in the photos. Investigators say there's evidence the bolts were missing before the plane took off from Portland, Oregon. The report also says the door plug originally arrived at the Boeing factory with damaged rivets around the plug. Its supplier, Spirit Aerosystems, had installed the panel, but the Boeing crew replaced the rivets, and it had to remove the four bolts to do so. Boeing's president and CEO, Dave Calhoun, says the company takes accountability for what happened, saying that they must do better for their customers and passengers. Still ahead tonight, the prosecution claims a video showing Brian Smith played cat and mouse with the life of an alleged murder victim. But his defense attorney says the video should not be trusted. We'll have details coming up. You're watching Alaska's News Source. Alaska's News Source has confirmed that a European heliskier died in the Chugach Mountains recently. The recreational guiding company he was using says that man eventually fell into some rocks while skiing. In its news release sent to us late this afternoon, Silverton Mountain Guides said the skier initiated a slide, triggering a loose avalanche before being pushed into a band of rocks. Now they say the man was immediately taken to an Anchorage hospital where he died. The company said it has suspended its operations for the next two weeks, saying in part, quote, we extend our full support to the family and friends to whom we wish our sympathies and condolences. Alaska State Troopers tell us that wildlife troopers are now looking into the reports and we will keep you updated. A shooting near the 200 block of North Park Street in Mountain View Sunday night has now turned into a homicide investigation. APD says a woman who was taken to the hospital after she was shot was pregnant. Police say she lost that pregnancy because of her injuries and she also died. APD says officers are investigating the mother and unborn child's deaths. Police have not determined if the shooting was domestic violence related. Anchorage police say officers were called to the 200 block of North Park Street in Mountain View around 10.30 Sunday night. APD says the suspect was detained, but no charges have been filed. Anyone with information that hasn't already talked to police is asked to call 311. Well, it took years for the case to reach the courtroom, but today a jury heard opening statements in the case against Brian Smith. He is accused of killing two women and in at least one case, taking video of the brutal death. Our investigative reporter, Rebecca Palsha, was in the courtroom today and has the update for us. Rebecca? That video is at the center of this case, but the defense paints a picture intended to get the jury to question the origins of the video, while the prosecution detailed pretty horrific scenes leading to death. You'll see videos in this case. We like to work with computers. As opening statements began, the family of a murder victim watched. The sister of 53-year-old Veronica Abachuk was only able to listen for about 30 minutes before leaving the courtroom in tears. Brian Smith is on trial for both the death of Abachuk and 30-year-old Kathleen Joe Henry. He strangles her, releases, strangles, releases. She's bloodied, she's beaten, she's naked. Footage of Henry was turned over to police. He says, you live, you die. You live, you die. He's playing almost a cat and mouse game with her. 
Dunlap says Smith narrates his video as if for an audience, and that after being questioned by Anchorage police for eight hours, Smith said this. You guys in a rush to go home? Huh. <coughs> Are you guys in a rush? I know I'm gonna burn already, is what he says. And then he confesses to the killing of Veronica Abichuk. But really what they have is a video came a very questionable and still largely unknown origin. The defense then asked the jurors, why did it take so long for the video to get to police? Also, why did the woman who took it tell so many different stories about how she got hold of the videos? But suffice to say, it's changed a whole bunch in four years. She's lied about it several times, material details. And prosecutors will begin laying out their evidence first thing tomorrow morning. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Click subscribe so you can get the latest podcast from Alaska's news source automatically. And stay up to date with breaking news and in-depth reporting available for free 24-7 with the Alaska News Source app.